Have you ever had bad water? Hmm. It's it can really been bad tasting water. Are you talking about water that will actually hurt you? I, mean, well, I don't know. I guess bad tasting is what we're going to see here in this text. But I wonder if it was also uh, could hurt you as well. Yeah, I mean, when I was in Africa, it, I had you know, bad water that yeah, you got sick. You got got sick on, but it. it didn't necessarily taste bad. Mm-hmm. But we're going to see some bad water today yeah. in Exodus 15. All right. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And I'll go ahead and get started. <laughs> this first big section is a long song or a poem called The Song of Moses. So here we go in verse one. I know. This morning you woke up going, I just wish Scott and Junior would read a poem yeah. to me. <laughs> here, we're going to deliver on that. Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned into the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. I, You know, I... I wish those who are writing worship songs would would write some songs more like this. I mean, I I, I don't know about you, Junior. I get a little tired of the Jesus is my boyfriend <laughs> kind of kind of femi uh, worship songs. And this is the Lord is a warrior. Uh, I think we'd have more men singing. Yeah, sank to the bottom like a stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow those who rise against you. You unleash your blazing fury. It consumes them like straw. At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood straight like a wall. In the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard. Wow. I mean, this is the picture. The enemy boasted, I will chase them and catch with them. And catch up with him. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders? You raised your right hand and the earth swallowed our enemies. With your unfailing love, you lead the people you have redeemed. In your might, you guide them to your sacred home. The peoples hear and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia. The leaders of Edom are terrified. The nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone until the people pass by, O Lord, until the people you purchased pass by, that is the Israelites. And you will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, reserved for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, that your hands have established, the Lord will reign forever and ever. Yeah, that's and, so cool. Yeah, it is a powerful song. You want to pick it up in verse 19? Yeah, when Pharaoh's horses and chariots and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crashing down on them, but the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine, Sounds like a Sunday in a Pentecostal church, isn't it? Tambourine. <laughs> yeah, so the tambourine the pro- was kind of a sixties and seventies thing, yeah. yeah. You still actually kind of see that today. Yeah. Um, and led all the women as they played their tambourines and danced. And Miriam song, sang this song: "Sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea." <laughs> Here's where we get to the water. 
Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. So you know everybody is absolutely three days <laughs> through a desert without yeah. water. That's, oh, man. You know, you're yeah, it's near nuts. the brink of death. When they came to the oasis of um, Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place of Marah, the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What, what, what are we going to drink? They demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and it made the water good to drink. Now, I've read some commentators who say this piece of wood symbolizes the cross or symbolizes mm. uh, Jesus, yeah, sure. who was tossed into the bitter world, and yet... Yeah, and I usually struggle with some of those comparisons just because they wouldn't have had no clue about that. But, th- but there can be a, more of a foreshadowing thing that yeah. we can look back at what Christ has done for us. Yeah. It was there at Marah that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Marah, the Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elim, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. And I've heard actually that, yeah, that the, you can go there today. Right. Yeah, I understand that that is true. So anyway, well, great. Again, great chapter with that song. And then just even seeing the aftermath. And we're going to continue uh, tomorrow seeing as they're going to struggle with some hunger. And we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yep. Well, Proverbs 25 is the proverb for today. Yeah, Proverbs 25, uh, verse 3. And this is just interesting. Just some insight and something for us to... Think about no one can discover the height of heaven, the depth of the earth, or all that goes on in the king's mind. And, you know, I'm obviously we don't have a king today. We don't have kings. But I, I just equate this to leadership. That I, I think what Solomon is trying to say is that when you're in that high position of leadership, that there are so much, there's so many things that have to come together in the thought process and decisions that are being made and putting people in different positions and as often is said, so many moving pieces that have to come together, but so much that's going on in a person's mind. And especially when they are at that level of leadership, that those who are not in that position, just they, they don't get it and they don't understand. And that's why it, it can be frustrating for a person who is in leadership. And I want you to think about your boss this way, because I've got a pretty heavy load of, of leadership myself that it, it can be a burden. It, it really can be. And we're talking about thousands of people and, hundreds of volunteers and dozens of staff that I'm responsible for. And, um, and and so when decisions are made and somebody who has never had that kind of level of leadership, always second guessing, regularly second guessing and think, well, I think they should have done that. Or why aren't they doing this? And, and, you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I, I want to ask, do you think that we'd never thought about those options? Yeah. <laughs> Was there never any consideration or, you know, it oftentimes my response, well, I'd li- I can't ever say this, but but my my response sometimes would I would like to say, what what do you think our church would be like if you were in charge? Right. <laughs> and I think your boss sometimes thinks this way, yeah. that second guessing everything and questioning everything and all and being judgmental, or even saying things like you know, well, I wouldn't have done it that, or I disagree with that. You know, I've heard people say that to me about you know leadership over over the both of us, yeah. and I'll be like. Well, who cares 
Like, I don't, I don't care that you disagree. You're not in the position to make the decision. So just shut up. You weren't. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> and you're then, not, I guess it's too mean, but it's, it gets a little well, annoying and the, after and a while. The truth is, and, and the truth is, had they really had that kind of weight of leadership upon them, who knows what they really would have done because they're not having to think about yeah. all of the pieces involved right. and all of everything that's going to play out because of these decisions. Yeah. So what, what Solomon is saying is that you can't know what's going on in the mind of a high level leader. And you have to think of your boss that way. You've yeah. got to think about the people in your world that way. This is why we give them the benefit of the doubt. And this is why the Bible says we're to submit. Yeah. And and then and in Romans 13, this is why Paul says, absolutely, he says, when you resist whatever authority God's placed over you, you aren't resisting that authority. You are resisting God himself. So when you head into work today, your boss is going to make some decisions that you're not going to like because that's you're just, think you're foolish. That's yeah. just life. Yeah. Remember this verse. Remember, mm-hmm. God did not put you at that desk. And maybe you'd like to be at that desk, but the fact of the matter is, is you're not you're not there. At least you're not there yet. And so just remember in those moments, you know what? I don't have all the info. And even if I did have all the info, I'm not at that desk. And so I'm just going to do what God told me to do and bless my boss and submit to what he says. Yeah, that's good. All right. right. So it's a national day of what? National day of, you know what? I didn't even look this up then. Oh, so I got to just like make small talk while well, you're No, while you're I, you know, I'm on Google here. It's, uh, yeah. what, it, yesterday was National Bologna Day. Yeah. Today is National Art Day. Oh, National Art Day. It's a good one for your wife and your oldest daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just kind of funny. My wife is a very, is actually a very good artist, but yeah. she doesn't love going to art museums. I oh. actually like going, to, I, I appreciate art. My oldest appreciates art. <laughs> My wife is good at art, but doesn't appreciate it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can appreciate art if it's, if I know what it is, what I'm looking at, but if it's just a splash of colors all over the place, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't go to a modern art museum. Then. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going on in the mind of the artist. Yeah. There, there you go. So just submit to their art. Yeah, that's what I'll do. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. Make some art. Actually, there is, there is some, some, some like, benefits to art and mm-hmm. just trying to be oh, a, god gave you yeah. artistic ability to just it's a release in many ways mm-hmm. and it does glorify god god I, I believe that god can be worshiped through the arts yeah and i think the kind of art that a society values also says something about that society yeah and i do believe that there is a civilizing element to an appreciation of art yeah well we just found out when we did our ancestry that we are related to a famous artist from yeah. the 1500s. Yeah. Wilhelm, Wilhelm Ziegler. Yeah. And he has, some of his art is hanging up in, uh, in a museum in It would have been Wilhelm Ziegler. Wilhelm. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. I need to go to Great Britain just to see his, his uh That painting. would be cool. That would be that. fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, make it a good day today. God bless. <laughs>